0: You're listening to the Word of Life AG podcast. We're so glad you're getting caught up on the message. Today, we have a special family service celebrating Convoy of Hope's One Day to Feed the World initiative. If you would like to give, you can do so by going to wordoflifeag.org and clicking the button that says Give. Just a reminder that if you'd like to watch this week's service, you can do so by going
1: to the same website, www.wordoflifeag.org, and clicking on the button that says, watch. Now, let's take a listen as Jeff Anderson tells us all about the things Convoy of Hope is doing around the world. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Anderson. I'm representing Convoy of Hope today. Can we just give Jesus a big old hand this morning for all that he's doing? And everything that I'm sensing and feeling here, I just feel at home uh, at Word of Life. Thank you. Pastor Tom, Pastor Megan, for your hospitality. Thank you to the leadership. And thank you to the congregation who this church has been a faithful, generous supporter of Convoy of Hope over the years. And so if you don't hear anything else I say today, thank you. God bless you for all that you've done. Uh, up to this point. And today is your One Day Sunday, so we're very excited about that. We're very excited for any church that decides to take one day to feed the world and say, this is what we're going to do as a congregation to help reach people for Christ, but also to alleviate and bring help and hope to the poor and suffering around the world. So God bless you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I flew in yesterday afternoon and uh, <clears throat> delighted to be here today and Praise God for a little bit of weather. I left 80 degree weather only to come to 80 degree weather. That's the perfect will of God for my life, okay, for this weekend. Well, these are the trucks that the young people of our fellowship help fund and support. Over the last 27 years, the young people in our fellowship have given through a ministry called Speed the Light. Any of you heard of Speed the Light? All right, so Speed the Light is something that we take very seriously at Convoy because teenagers buy. Go ahead and slap the truck up there, folks, wherever you are. Get that picture of that truck. There you go. Thank you. So, Pastors Tom, Pastor Megan, would you come, Pastor Tom and Pastor Megan, come to the platform. This is the only time I'll have you come up here and uh, do this. So, these trucks represent not only a church that does one day to feed the world, but we give these trucks to our partners and to our leadership who cast the vision in their churches. This uh, obviously is your one-day Sunday. So this is a uh, 164 die-cast metal replica of the Convoy of Hope trucks. Uh, They actually have rubber wheels, working doors. You can use it as a prayer point, a conversation piece. Or if you're getting counseling, you could probably play with it while you're waiting. So (laughs) Pastor Megan, Pastor Tom. Let's give it up for your leaders, your pastors, God bless you. One of the main reasons I do what I do uh, is this picture. Uh, This is my tribe and the people that I love the most on the earth. It is my wife of 36 years, I have three beautiful daughters. The youngest is graduating from college next month, moves out in June, and after 32 years glory to God. It's an empty nest. We're not exactly sure what to do with that. Uh, That is my tribe. And then uh, this is the favorite part, because this is like the bonus stuff. I'm old enough to be a papa. These are my three grandbabies, Hadley, Wilder, and Molly. And uh, they are, they just pretty much can have whatever they want. I pray for them. I pray for wisdom. But um, when you become a papa, how many of you know what I'm talking about? And or a grandma. So these are the folks I love. Uh, so much and and hit the road and get to go home to them. And I'm grateful for my family today. A couple of years back, we had the chance to be in Italy for some ministry in southern Europe. And this picture was taken in Bacoli, Italy. There's a wild fig tree that grows upside down. And it's located in an ancient Roman bath house within the archaeological complex right outside of Rome. It's called Baia. And the The folks that decided to deal with this tree, this tree was growing above the vault, but since the roots compromised the structure, it was decided to cut the trunk up top. After a short time, the roots that hung from the ceiling began to mutate, they turned to branches, and to this day, that fig tree bears fruit upside down. And that is a picture of the last 26 months of our life. Where things that seem to be so normal and commonplace and mundane are now complicated and upside down. And how many of you know God has been with us? God has helped us. And we're here today to not only experience his presence and blessing, but to go and bless and serve outside of these walls. Amen? Amen. And so you're here. You're alive. We're fruitful, but we're feeling maybe a little upside down ready for the right side up. Convoy of Hope. The last 27 years has been the expression of compassion to so many cities and states and countries around the world. And it's because of congregations like you, Word of Life, who give, who pray, who deploy with us. Just a show of hands, how many of you have been to a Convoy of Hope event anywhere in the world or in the country here? Anybody? Okay, I see a couple of hands. Good. So that's what we do and then of course matthew 25 says when you've done it to the least of these you've done it to me and so we see every person as a high value individual we see the potential of jesus in their life and on their life and when we go we share the good news in the process matthew 28 jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel and so that's what we're doing we're showing compassion but we're also evangelizing and reaching the lost. So thank you for your hope, the hope that we have in Christ, and thank you for your generosity. Well, a mother was preparing a pancake breakfast for her two boys, and uh, I'm going to call them Charlie and Scotty. And the boys began to argue over who would get the first pancake. Typical boys, hungry, it's breakfast time. And the mom saw a perfect opportunity for a moral lesson, and she said, boys, hold on. Let me tell you, if Jesus was sitting here right now, he would say, let my brother have the first pancake. I can wait. So the boys sat silent, stared at each other for a minute, and then the five-year-old Charlie turned to Scotty and said, okay, Scotty, you be Jesus. Jesus. And for the kids in the house today, that was kind of like a Disney movie where it's for you, but that was for the parents. And so uh, that's exactly where we are today, to, to choose to be like Jesus when the pressure is on. To choose to use your position, your place, your power, and your resources to advance the kingdom of God and not our own agenda, and that's why we're here today. On this platform today, uh, I apologize for all the paraphernalia that I had to bring up here, we'll use those later. On this platform is a table for four, and this table is uh, representative, the four legs are representative of Convoy of Hope's initiatives, it's four legs. Disaster services, children's feeding, women's empowerment, agriculture. The four legs that hold up this table we're going to talk about but there are four chairs and there are four individuals to be seated at this table and we're going to talk about them at the end of the message but first each leg represents a ministry that one day to feed the world exclusively supports when you work a day and you give that day's wage or you do your best in the offering which this church you guys have just crushed it in fact you sent thousands of dollars for Ukraine. I have a a video I've never even shown that I'm going to show you here in a moment on Ukraine. But this church has continued to be generous. And you can't imagine the difference that it makes when a team of people move into a community that has been hit hard by a disaster, man-made disasters such as Ukraine, the devastation. We are deployed in eight nations right now surrounding Ukraine. And today, uh, it's, it's incredible to see what God is doing through the Disaster Services Ministries of Convoy of Hope. In fact, I brought a few uh, toys with me today. Actually, these aren't toys. These are pretty amazing. So this is the portable lighting and cell phone charging that we use at Convoy of Hope. These are inflatable solar lamps. Maybe you, if you watch Shark Tank, you know that Convoy of Hope was the charity that received the proceeds from Luminade, and you blow it up, and then you just turn it on, and uh, you can check those out in a second. There you go. You uh, just check these here. I'm going to toss this to the front row. There you go. I do need those back. So if, if I know, I know, I know, I know so solar lighting is something that's very important for example in puerto rico when we were serving there there wasn't a generator and there wasn't power on 90 percent of the island when hurricane maria blew through uh, puerto rico so here you go dude. no i'm not gonna throw it to you i'm gonna throw it to you there you go well almost okay so those are some luminades those are incredible to use and you can just pass those around and sorry for the germs get some hand sanitizer or don't touch it whatever you need to do check out this video from Ukraine. We're at the border of Poland and Ukraine. One of the checkpoints that the Ukrainian refugees are coming through with an organization that is working with every
2: single refugee that comes through here with food and any resources they may need to get checked in.
1: And so many of these people have been coming from miles from their towns talking about how their cities have been leveled. Some of them talking about trains that have been stopped, curfews that they have to abide by, because if they don't have their lights off at a certain time, they're considered the enemy.
2: When the war started in Europe, uh, uh, we have to be here because it's a big problem, and many, many million people uh, from Ukraine will be, won't go to Poland. But in the first moment on the border, will be very hard. Sometimes they wait two, three days, they are very tired uh, and hungry. Prepare food for 3,000 people per day. It's 24 hours, all time, all time. We are after one week and we don't know how many times we need, we have to be here. Of course we will. You do see hardship, you do see trouble in their eyes, but you also see hope as they come on through. Getting that meal and them seeing their kids being taken care of, they have hope, and so we're just trying to feed that as much as we can with every organization we can as we work through this with the people here. I, my hope is finish w- war, but not finish. thinking about another uh, people. Never finish. Amazing uh, to see how many people want to work together and help other people. This is true love.
1: Would you pray with me? Father God, in Jesus' name, we speak blessing and life over Ukraine, over all the workers, the people that have been affected, the five-plus million people who have been displaced as refugees. And God, today we just ask you to give comfort and care and protection and wisdom. God, that's why we pray government of, by, and for the people, strong and powerful churches in every country we serve in. And today, God, we just uh, pray that you will bless our team. God, give divine appointments and thank you for the work that you're doing through the beautiful body of Christ there And God, we also ask in Jesus' name that you would bring an end to this war. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen. amen. Leg two. Leg one is disaster services, floods, fires, tornadoes. Convoy of Hope deploys a team both domestically and internationally around the world to serve people in need. No strings attached. We go in, partner with the local church, and share the love of Jesus Christ, along with food, water, critical supplies, etc., and more. <clears throat> leg two is children's feeding. Children's feeding, and this is very important. This is kind of what Convoy of Hope, we, God opened the door for us. This second leg has opened the door to transformation in many of these countries. Kids at schools, both public and private, will receive a hot meal, in many cases, That is the only hot meal that those children will receive in that country, in that developing nation. It was just in Nicaragua, and a mom came up to me on a Friday afternoon. It was a school of 800 kids. They do two 400-group shifts. One group starts with lunch. One group ends with lunch. Their half day of school. And the 800 children on campus, I had a team of pastors with me, and we were serving there. And a mom came up to me, and she had a little boy on each hand. And a bag of groceries on each hand. So imagine two little boys, two bags of groceries, and a grateful mom. And she came up to me and she said, do you work for Convoy of Hope? And I said, yes, I do. And in her language, she she interpreted And then the interpreter said, no, she wants to say it in English to you. And I said, that's great. What does she want to say? And she goes, thank you for the food. This weekend, I don't have to choose who doesn't get to eat in my home. I just about lost it, because I've never had that kind of conversation. I've never talked to a mom in that position to choose, of her seven children, which ones don't get to eat that weekend. I went back to the bus, wept my eyes out, and I said, Jesus, if you want me to do this for the rest of my life, I will, because I'm going to work for the Angelicas of the world and her two boys that I met. And I got back off the bus, I pulled myself together, and it was in that moment that I realized we are on a holy mission of bringing help and hope to people who don't have the adequate resources to live and to navigate life in their countries. And it all begins with nutrition. It begins with access to clean water. Then education and the opportunity to hear about Jesus and all of those things pile up. Did you know that as an average North American, we hear the gospel preached 1,400 times in our, life, in our lifetime? And yet a third plus of the earth hasn't had an accurate presentation of the gospel? And I think sometimes we get real particular about how we want to hear the gospel the next time. And God is saying, Be grateful you've heard the gospel once because almost a third of the earth went to bed lost tonight with no hope. And today 16,000 children will perish because they don't have something good to eat. That is completely unacceptable. And if you agree, you can say amen. amen. It is completely unacceptable. So what are we trying to do? You are a game changer because Half a billion people on earth went to bed hungry last night, and yet we're bringing help and hope. We are part of the solution. And we're saying, God, this is a giant problem. Convoy of Hope is not the only one working on this. And we're grateful today for Children's Feeding Initiative. I happen to bring with me one of our Sawyer 0.1 water filters. Culligan's a major partner of ours. I'm going to pass this around. If you have a five-gallon bucket, this water filter... It's the same filtration system that they use in kidney dialysis. It is invented by NASA scientists. One five-gallon bucket purifying water. So far, mine has lasted 12 years. As long as you backflush it and keep it clean. This is clean water for life with a five-gallon bucket. That's all you need. You drill a hole in the bottom, and it runs by gravity fed. And we're seeing that little water filter... Tens of thousands of them going to families and residences to be able to say, my babies are now well. No longer are my babies sickly because they have clean water. We were just in Haiti, and a, a Haitian mom came up to me, and she goes, we don't like our water. I said, how come? She goes, and she used the word in Creole, it's called heavy. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, when you drink it, you feel heavy because it's got all that extra in it. She goes... That water filter makes it light. So it's water light or water heavy. And we're into cl- cleaning the water so people can live well and have good hydration in their bodies. Your one day transforms their every day. Your one day offering is gonna transform every single day. Our passion is to, for children all over the world to have food, access to clean water, a bright future, and more importantly, a presentation of the gospel, a chance to receive Christ into their heart. That's, that's the thing that, that makes the difference. Your one day does all of that. Leg three, so if we've got disaster, we've got children's feeding. Leg three is agriculture. So at Convoy of Hope, we've trained about 22,000 farmers around the world with best practices, seeds, climate studies so they know, hey, what grows here, what doesn't grow here. For example, in Nicaragua, where we have a a giant dragon fruit farm, about uh, 10,000 dragon fruit uh, trees, and 101 farmers that work this particular piece of land. And in the drought years, about seven years, they weren't able to grow the corn and the beans and all the things that they grew. But the dragon fruit was a good supplement, not just nutritionally, but on the market. And they were able to have bumper crops of this dragon fruit during drought years and still able to feed their families, go to market, and sustain their families. So we're grateful today for our agriculture program, growing their own food, feeding their own families, and feeding their own nation. Mark buntaine one of my mentors and heroes who's been with the Lord for many years, great missionary to India, Mark Buntain said this, an empty stomach has no ears in 1950 mark buntane and his wife huldah loaded up briefcases and two coffins and got on a ship and went to india and they thought they would preach the gospel and they did but people weren't responding because they were hungry and they were sick So he had this brilliant idea of coming back to the States and raising money so they could start a feeding program. It was met with significant resistance. In fact, people wrote him nasty letters saying, we think you're diverting from the gospel. You're not preaching the gospel. Leave all that care To social services and social workers and people that do that stuff but what we didn't realize is when the evangelical Pentecostal Church began to show the compassion of Jesus with food water and critical supplies people were getting saved by the hundreds in those nations they came and got their bellies full and got their souls saved ladies and gentlemen what we're doing at convoy of hope there are quantum leaps right now happening because of one day to feed the world churches around the world i could take you around the world where convoy is working and it gives me chills just to say it but we're seeing people come to faith in jesus christ Kids that get fed go home and tell their mom and dad, I got a hot meal, and they said, well, we're going to go check out this church that's part of the school. They walk in on Sunday morning, they receive Christ, they are integrated into the community of faith, and guess what? The enemy has a big, fat, black eye. Because when somebody gets saved, uh, that is the battle, ultimately. And so, but we're showing care. Leg four is women and girls empowerment. Final leg. Leg four, women and girls empowerment. Why, why do we empower girls and women? In many of these countries, women and girls don't have the chances that young boys and men have. Um, at that, so I have three daughters. I have three granddaughters. So when a girl has her, the menstruation cycle every month, she misses a week of school in that country. Because they can't go to school because they don't have the adequate, proper supplies. Feminine hygiene products. So guess what? A couple of years ago, Convoy deployed this idea of these dignity kits for our teenage girls in our program. Those girls get those dignity kits, notepads and journals, all the things that they're going to need for that particular season and that time. They're right in school, along with everybody else. They don't miss a week of school anymore. (laughs) Women and girls' empowerment is something that we're seeing significant inroads with. The ladies that come, they learn how to start a business. Many of them, their husbands are away working in another country, or they may be, uh, he's, he's died, a particular mom I'm thinking of in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Uh, one of the graduates of our Women's Empowerment Program. In fact, I think I have a picture of her uh, on the screen, and you can see her. She's standing outside of her home in Addis, and uh, you can see her there. Acts chapter 2 talks about the early church and how all of the believers on the screen devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So they were meeting they were worshiping they were doing life it says a deep sense of awe came over all of them the apostles were performing miraculous signs and wonders and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had so there was there was uh, commonality mutual compassion on one another they sold their property and possessions shared the money with those in need met in homes for the lord's supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising god and enjoying the goodwill of all the people And this is, I love this part. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Three big ideas today. Acts 2 says the early church were selling possessions and giving to everyone who had need. Those were good deeds. How many of you like when somebody does something nice for you? Just Yeah, how many of you like doing nice things for others? Probably more hands there. When you're on the receiving end, you kind of have to humble yourself. When you're on the giving end, it kind of feels good. But we've all been there. We've had people who have come to our aid and help and rescue. And we've also been able to bless and serve other people. Good deeds are defined in 1 John 3, it says, if you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? The writer says, it disappears and you made it disappear. Dear children, let's just stop saying we love each other. Let's really show it by our actions. 1 John 3:17 and 18, the message translation. And I thought, Lord, when I see someone in need and I can help, I have the power to do that and I don't do it, the Bible says you help the love of God evaporate. It's a powerful picture that the writer paints. Psalm 145 says, the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. So a little bit of background music back there. So kids, I need a couple of volunteers um, to come up here real quick. Just two, uh, maybe a boy and a girl. Anybody want to come up here? Anybody dare to come up here right now? It's like, gee, she's talking like heavy-duty stuff. Any No takers? Come on. Right there, buddy, on the front row. And do I have one more? That young lady right there. Come on. So you get to toss those out on your side just as hard as you possibly can hit that. First, what does it say on there? Does it say, it says compassion. All right. So we like showing compassion. Where's our young lady? Where'd she go? Oh, she just, she, she left. Where did she go? All right. Here you go, buddy. Come on down. Come on. We want to show kindness. There you go. So I know some of you are like freaking out, like some of the adults are like, hey. All right, so feeding kids and uh, uh, clean water. Here you go, dude. There's another one. And you take that one too. There you go. So this this is what we celebrate at Convoy of Hope. A little bit of faith. A little bit of hope. A little bit of love. I've never done this. I kid you not. When Pastor Tom and Pastor Megan said this is a family service, I'm like, I'm never gonna come back. They're not gonna have me back. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna blow up balloons and whatever. So so if you, you understand you're awesome, dude. Thank you. Hey, give it up for my two volunteers, would you? You guys are awesome. So, uh My two volunteers, I have something special for you at the end of the service, okay? So come and see me right after. So be kind, love one another, share the faith, the hope, and the love. And in these initiatives, that's what we do in showing kindness. So good deeds are part of what God is doing through us. As a result of those good deeds or good works, the Bible says they had favor with God and people. That is goodwill. We go into a lot of places that the good deeds open the door to goodwill, where people feel like maybe there's hope for us. Those acts of kindness, those good deeds, pretty soon their hearts begin to open. And they go, maybe, maybe God does love us. Maybe we're not forgotten. Maybe God is very much in tune with us. And God deploys a small army of Christians into that place and all of a sudden, the government of the, in the Philippines is asking us to feed all the kids in the Manila Metro school area. Why is that? Because they see a difference. They see something that is sustainable. They see the love of God in action. We just don't say, this church just doesn't say, hey, we love God and we love people. You actually do like Easter Feaster and give it up and serve hard the day before Easter. And then on Easter Sunday, you continue to worship the Lord and see people come to Christ. You have a lot to celebrate at Word of Life. You have much to be thankful for at Word of Life. And how God is using you to see His kingdom come and His will be done. Convoy is simply a conduit. We're your partner. Uh, We're not the only one doing it, but we are one of your strategic partners, and we're honored to be that. Goodwill means enthusiasm, benevolence, favor, acceptance, ultimately hope. And the world is changed by our example and not our opinion. We're, we're seeing that in action in so many countries right now. Because these people had goodwill and good deeds, the Bible says the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we do what we do. It's good news. So goodwill opens that door to the good deeds and the good news. And the good news is this, that God loves you and the world, even though you've blown it, we sang it this morning, the worship team led us in that. It's for the people who are maybe full of fear or failure or frustration today. It's somebody who's trying to find their way. And if you're one of those people today, then you're positioned perfectly to stop and say yes to Jesus. I was 18 years old when the Baptist youth group across the street from the high school that I went to, they used to deploy a team every other day over to Creekside Park, which is where all of the stoners smoke their lunch. And I was among that group of kids. I was lost. I was hardened. I was cynical. I did not believe in God. In fact, we used to throw beers up to God on the 50-yard line thinking he might catch them. When that youth group came across the street one day and shared the gospel with me, it haunted me. For two weeks, I couldn't sleep. I just thought, what if I died? Where am I going to go? They said that I'm going to go to hell. And, of course, living the life that I was living was not good. So ultimately, I came to faith in Jesus Christ my senior year in high school. I am so grateful for somebody in that youth group. His name was Darren. And that's the kid that witnessed to me and told me about Jesus. It changed my life. Ten years ago, I preached Darren's funeral, the kid that led me to Christ, He left in his will, he said, Jeff Anderson's going to preach my funeral service, and he must give an altar call, period. (laughs) And so at Darren's funeral, 19 of his family members came to faith in Christ, because Darren was a good soul winner. Darren made it his goal in life to win the lost to Jesus Christ. Was he annoying? Most of the time. He carried a big old 20-pound Schofield Bible, and he was very Baptist. It didn't matter. He loved Jesus. And that's the difference that your, your gifts and your giving make. The good news is going around the world. Well, in 2021, Convoy of Hope was able to see these numbers because of your generosity. Check this out. Currently feeding 465,000 kids in 29 nations. 34,000 women and girls empowered. All of the participants in ag and disasters and program countries and community events happen right here in the U.S. Working with the poor, the working poor and the homeless, marginalized people that just need a hand up, not just a handout. And you're making all of that possible through your one day. Well, let's talk about these four chairs real quick and we'll wrap it up. So. This chair belongs to the dad who just came in from his field. He's got big, burly, rough, calloused hands, flannel shirt, tucked in jeans, boots with a hole in them. And he's worried that the failure, the crops might fail. I met one of those brothers and he just said, God has been good to us. He said, he's been gracious to us. One pastor and farmer in El Salvador said, God has kept the bugs away. (laughs) That's what he he told me. He said, we don't have the pestilence that other pieces of land have and other crops have. This is the dad. Here's the mom. And she is trying to make ends meet in that home. I'm thinking of one particular mom in Ethiopia who makes the best injera bread and tea. And that's what we had for dinner. It was fantastic. But you know, the nutrition part, serving the kids, what's the future for my kids, how are we going to make it. This chair is that hungry boy or girl that sits down and says, I know I'm going to be able to eat something good at this table because God has provided it. God has used people in other countries and places whom I've never met to be able to get food on this table. This chair, this is your chair, this is my chair, and when you sit at this table, when you give to One Day to Feed the World, when you give through convoy, and I mean that through convoy because it doesn't stay at convoy, when you give through convoy of hope, you take a seat at this table. And you are making that table happen. Hope really does set the table. And today you're part of what God is doing in showing kindness and compassion to a world and a people that you may never meet in places you may never go. But one day, listen to what the Proverbs says. The world of the generous grows larger and larger but the world of the stingy grows smaller and smaller and finally the words of Jesus he said when you host an elaborate meal invite the poor the crippled the lame and the blind then you'll be blessed because they can't repay you but you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous so word of life thank you Thank you for listening. Thank you for your tolerance or your patience of me. Thank you for really hearing the heart of God. I hope through the word today and that you are part of extending the kingdom of God around the world. So today, hope really does set the table. Check out this video.
0: There are empty plates at the table and countless empty seats. In the famine, in the flood, in the aftermath, a full table is a fantasy. When you are eating nothing, going nowhere, when every road is a dead end, And every cupboard is bare? A full plate is a fable. Then suddenly, love arrives. Faith gets to work, and hope rolls up its sleeves. When hope sets the table, seeds become sprouts, become gardens, become fields. Future sinks its roots into the good earth. When hope sets the table, girls grow into women with the power to chase their dreams, define their destinies, and weave their love into communities too strong to unravel. When hope sets the table, bright eyes shine with confidence that comes from a full belly and a sharp mind sparkling with grand dreams and electrifying visions. Convoy of Hope has worked tirelessly to build that table and millions have taken a seat. Now we ask you to join us, to put your love to work, put your faith on the line, share the hope that's in your heart. So please, pull up a chair, let us break bread together, and let hope set the table for millions more.